0: Turn with me, uh, if you like, to to Proverbs chapter eleven, uh, and uh, just camp out there for a little while. Uh, as you as you may be aware, um, the the subject of the um, the message this evening uh, is with regards to to man's pride. Uh, and at the, at the outset, and I suppose this could almost function as like the, uh, the first point and in the introduction at the same time, uh, label it how you will. Uh, but at the outset, I want to take care of a, uh, a potential misunderstanding with regards to pride. Uh, and the potential understanding is that, uh, if you'll allow me to explain, I think we can label that there is good pride and there is bad pride. Uh, and of course, any of you who have been within the, uh, the Christian ghetto for a little while, uh, hear somebody say good pride, hopefully your ears have rightly pricked up. Um, but as I say, let me, let me explain. Uh, the potential understanding is that there is good pride and bad pride, and good pride will only be so, will only ever be so, when it is coupled with humility, which is generally seen as the, the opposite of pride. Uh, It is good, for example, in further explanation, it is good to be satisfied in your work, whether that work be uh, in the home, out of the home, or just anything that you put your hand to. It is good to be satisfied in doing a good job and doing it well to the glory of God. In that sense, you may be proud of the job that you have done, and I would argue that that is, or can be at least, a good pride. Uh, And that pride must be coupled, as I say, inextricably, without the ability to be removed from a giving, from a humble giving of glory to God and praising him for the gifts that he has given you. If that is the kind of pride that you are exhibiting, then I would argue that is a a good pride to have. Uh, To illustrate the point. And I should say, uh, hasten to say, that if that humility and that giving of glory to God is not present, then we run very quickly into the bad sense of pride, which we are more common to hear about. Uh, But to illustrate this point of what I mean by uh, good pride, bad pride, to put a little bit more meat on it and to give a a specific example. Uh, Luke Pearson, uh, some of you may or may not know the name of, he's one of the pastors at Apologia Church in America, uh, whom I spent some time with and became... Uh, I want to lo- use the term loosely friends. I do like him very much, but we don't talk regularly. So whether I can really call him a friend or otherwise uh, is perhaps a matter of personal opinion. Uh, but Luke Pearson, one of the pastors at Apologia Church, uh, was the, the primary orchestrator for putting together the, the film set for a, a show that Apologia put together called, Late Night with, sorry, called Next Week with Jeff Durbin. Uh, which was essentially a a Christian uh, comedic late night talk show. Uh, And after he had put a good period of time into designing and subsequently making this set, uh, he put a a Facebook post in which he said this. He said, Soli Deo Gloria, straight up, first and foremost. Although this new set has taken me nearly eight months to complete from conception to finish, it's not about me, it's all about God's glory. My prayer is that I'm just a tool, just like this set, to be used by Christ to further his kingdom. And then he says, This is by far one of the most proudest things I've accomplished, but I absolutely could not have done it without the abilities given to me by my creator and a lot of people along the way. And he says, Many thanks to, and then he goes on and lists quite a few people, and he finishes his post by saying, To God alone be the glory. This might be seen as he starts and finishes with, he gives glory to God. He acknowledges the, uh, the way in which he has received his gifts. He is humble, he gives glory to God, and yet he is satisfied in the work that he has done and that he has done well. Uh, if you've watched the show, then you, you've seen that it is a, a well-produced set. And so he gives glory to God. I would argue this is a, uh, an appropriate, a good sense of pride if you wish to use that word. Our text that we'll explore Um, in just a few moments, and their use of pride and haughtiness are to do with the negative sense of pride. Uh, And they use, if you'll allow me, just a a little bit of original language, and they use a a few different Hebrew words to describe uh, this terrible trait. For instance, Proverbs 11.2, you might have it open in front of you. Proverbs 11.2 says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. And don't turn there, but uh, Proverbs twenty-one twenty-four says, scoffer is the name of the arrogant, haughty man who acts with arrogant pride. These verses use the word uh, zaudon, which may be considered as, as pride, insolence, presumptuousness, and arrogance. A similar sounding word, uh, Gaon, is used in Proverbs 16:18. Just a couple of pages over, let's turn to it. Proverbs 16:18 says, "pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And the Hebrew word used there uh, is translated as uh, can be translated as pride, excellency, majesty, pomp, swelling, arrogance, excellent and proud. You see a a mixture of what we might consider both uh, positive words and negative words. And hence it is used in the scripture, both positively and negatively. Uh, Negatively, as in the verse that we just read from Proverbs. Uh, Positively, it is used uh, in the song of Moses following the Red Sea crossing, uh, whereby in Exodus 15, 7, he says, in the greatness of your majesty same word you overthrow your adversaries you send out your fury it consumes them like stubble and similarly just one last point uh, the word translated as haughty in proverbs eighteen twelve, which says before destruction a man's heart is haughty but humility comes before honor uh, can be used uh, both positively and negatively depending on the context So, uh, with that as uh, perhaps introduction, perhaps as first point, uh, deem it how you will, uh, one further point I have to make, and that is uh, very simply, uh, I don't think you need any particular uh, theological degree to to understand this verse and the concept very well. Uh, The one point is pride comes before the fall, humility comes before honour. Turn back, if you will, to to Proverbs eleven verse two. I want to read it once more. Proverbs eleven two. To recap, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble, is wisdom. And turn uh, to Proverbs eighteen twelve for uh, for further consideration. Even though we just read it, Proverbs eighteen twelve says. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. Excuse me, that's uh, super shiny in my screen. Forgive me if I stumble a little. Um, in the, the, one of the Star Wars movies, uh, Anakin and Count Dooku, or Count doku I actually haven't really watched the movies, I don't know how you say his name, uh, are about to engage in some sort of a, a lightsaber battle. Uh, and Anakin says to Count Doku. My powers have doubled since the last time we fought. To which the count responds, good, double the pride, double the fall. Uh, Perhaps Count Dooku had been uh, reading his Bible before he fought with Anakin. I actually don't know if he subsequently goes on to wins or loses, but uh, the uh, the concept holds well. Uh, But before we quite legitimately get onto the the negative notions of pride and haughtiness, uh, let us briefly consider the latter half of these verses. We so often hear uh, the first half that we may not even know that the latter half exists, or perhaps we just need to be reminded of it. In eleven verse two, the the latter half says, "With the humble is wisdom." And eighteen twelve, you might have it in front of you still. The latter half says, "Humility comes before honor." And so, would you seek wisdom? Would you seek to be honored? The Bible's answer is to pursue humility. humility. Contrary to what the world will tell you, the way to the top is not by putting yourself in the spotlight, not by putting you in the centre frame. Rather, it is in pursuing humility for ourselves and, uh, if I may add, pursuing glory for God. As James, the the Proverbs of the the New Testament, says in chapter 4, verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Now clearly, uh, as a a tacit note, as a side note, clearly our goal of possessing humility should not be to be exalted, uh, not in the worldly sense at least. Uh, Were this the case, then probably we are still acting in that prideful fashion uh, and are soon to find our fall. Uh, But as an additional part of these considerations, uh, let me be clear, and I've spoken on this before, but I think it, it merits repeating, let me be clear that where we are praised or encouraged by others for something good that we have done, it is not humble to brush that off as if it were nothing to say, oh no, I actually didn't do that good at job. I'm not, not really that good at that. That is what we might call false humility. The way to really glorify God in such a scenario is to point the glory to exactly where it belongs. The scriptures in numerous places uh, not, uh, not the least of which in 1 Corinthians talk about that God has given uh, the members of his body a variety of gifts. And elsewhere in Colossians, it talks about doing all that we do to the glory of God. If we are gifted at things and if we do them with zealousness to the glory of God, then we're probably, praise be to God, going to do a good job. If you deny that, That is not glorifying to God. That is false humility. That is taking the spotlight away from God where it ought to be and denying that there is any kind of gift at all. And so to be humble is not to be uh, exalted in the world's eyes. Rather, it is to point the glory for whatever good you are exhibiting to God, to the source where it comes from. When we do such a thing, we will be honoured. The latter half of those verses assures us, perhaps by God and man, or perhaps just by God. But He, of course, is the one whose opinion we are seeking or ought to be. And so, to put it in a one-point, uh, sorry, one-sentence point: the humble have wisdom; the humble will be honoured. However, to return uh, to the negative side, which of course is also appropriate to address, pride comes before disgrace and haughtiness before destruction. And to the one uh, who would think that he can cheat God and who will escape such a fate in the Lord's providence, uh, let him read Proverbs 16, verse 5. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to Yahweh. Be assured he will not go unpunished. Or hear the words of Isaiah, written to the king of Babylon, though arguably to Satan who energized him in Isaiah 14, uh, where it is written, You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. Above the stars of God I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down To Shaol, to the far reaches of the pit. The king's or or Satan's pride comes before disgrace and destruction. In his pursuit of glory, of having his name uh, in the neons, as it were, in his pursuit of glory, he is brought down to the far reaches of the pit, so Isaiah recounts for us. Peter, too, to give another example, and as Pastor Tom preached on recently, uh, suffered his own disgrace not at all long after a moment of pride. In John 13, towards the end, Peter says, I will lay down my life for you, to which Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. The very same goes on to happen not all that much later. Peter has this moment of pride, which is shortly followed by his moment of disgrace, destruction, a downfall, however you might like to term it. And even aside from uh, what we might term uh, special and miraculous intervention of God uh, to cause such a destruction, we can see how pride can lead to such a fate. Just as one example, if you are prideful or haughty, What are the chances that you are going to learn from someone else, much less to be appropriately rebuked by them? Proverbs 12.1 says, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. But if you are prideful, you will not be corrected. You will not learn from another because you already know it all, at least in your own assumption. And if you will not learn or be corrected, it would only make sense that destruction or minimally a substandard existence awaits you. Your prideful self will not take the faithful wounds of a friend when he or she lovingly warns you, just to give a couple of examples, when he or she lovingly warns you that the the job that you're looking at is not right for you. That your conduct with your spouse seems lacking in the love and or respect that it ought to have when the exhortation comes perhaps uh, to improve in some sort of spiritual uh, discipline or another if we are too prideful to receive warning and correction in these or a plethora of other areas we can see how destruction would be uh, just round the corner for us if you refuse to learn you will not be wise if you refuse to learn uh, if you are learning to drive and yet you refuse to obey your instructor and to learn from their wisdom, then pretty soon after, it's likely that you're going to crash. The same metaphor holds elsewhere. Uh, you might like to turn to, to Philippians 2. However, Proverbs eighteen twelve 12, to, to return to it again and go to Philippians. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, But humility comes before honour. Suppose we were to humbly receive the wounds of the friend who brought the warning about our conduct or attitude in these or any number of other areas. If we were to receive that and to act appropriately, would not honour, righteousness, success in the godly sense of the word await us? Humility comes before honor. And of course, the ultimate examples of of pride before destruction and humility before honor uh, start with, uh, respectively, Satan, a creation of God, desires in his pride to, to make himself like the Most High. And what is the fate that awaits him? But you are brought down to Sheol, to the far reaches of the pit, as we said in Isaiah. And thinking of Jesus, the greatest example of humility before honor, uh, read with me Philippians 2, verses 8 to 11. Speaking of our Lord, it says, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, the eternal creator God, humbles himself by taking on human form. There is nothing that we can do to surpass that humility. We are worthy of all of God's destruction for the least of our sins to the greatest, if we can think of it as such. But Jesus, the perfect creator God, humbles himself by taking on human form, by being born of a woman and laid in an animal's feeding trough, by living among sinners who constantly rejected him. And he became obedient to the point of death even death on a cross and what fate awaited him he was and is highly exalted with the name that is above every name every knee will bow before him and every tongue confess that he is lord to the glory of god the father before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. The proverb, as I, as I said closer to the beginning, uh, as I come to a swift conclusion, the proverb is not particularly hard to understand. Pride comes before destruction. Humility comes before honor. Pride, destruction, humility, honor. Pretty simple. Uh, but the application is the thing which comes with far more difficulty. And so may this proverb and, of course, other godly considerations be constantly in our minds. And so the next time you are in a situation where exaltation of yourself is tempting, think, pride before destruction, humility before honour, and give glory to God.